0: So stale in the air. Everybody's running scared. We used
1: to be so carefree, used to be so happy, used to have everything we need.
2: Welcome to Village Mentality, where melanated people are connected in spirit, love, and community. What's up, kings and queens, beautiful people everywhere? It's your girl, C.K. McGee, and I am your host. Hey there, beautiful people. How's everyone doing? I pray that you all are doing as well as you can be. Welcome to another episode of Village Mentality. I'm so glad to have you all here with me once again in the village. Now, if you did not have the opportunity to hear last week's episode, then I invite you all to catch up with that and all past episodes of Village Mentality. You can find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Anchor, or Radio Public and I also provide links to each episode on Instagram and Facebook. I'll share those with you at the end of the show. Now, you should know by now that every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you're more than welcome to join me right here in the village as I talk about different topics that impact us as BIPOC communities. And of course, There will be those times when I'm going to talk to you about self-care practices that can help to rejuvenate your spirit and soul, because you know we need that, right? You need that so that you can continue to be the fantabulous kings and queens that you most definitely are. And I'll be right here to remind you all of that and all about that each and every single week. Now, the topics that I discuss here on my show They are looked at through a mental health perspective, which is at the heart of everything that I talk about here on the show. Now, Kings, it is your turn, because if you remember, last week, I spoke to the Queens and I was talking to them about their health. Well, this episode will be focused on men's health and the things that you as BIPOC men need to be aware of concerning your health. So, while we are taking a look at that, I thought that it would only be fair, that it would be nice if you all were serenaded this evening by the ladies, by the queens, whose voices we have all come to know and love. So, I hope that you enjoy the music for this evening. Now, without further ado, I believe that it's time for me to take my first walk of the evening to my musical jukebox. Our first song for the evening is by an American singer, and it appears on her second studio album, Mahogany Soul, which was released in 2001. Now, in the music video, there were cameo appearances by Will Smith, Calvin Richardson, Luther Vandross, Simbad. Raphael Sadiq from the group Tony, 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 who, by the way, was a co-writer on the song, the singer Avant, and the actor Lorenz Tate. And it also honored male leaders such as Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., Marvin Gaye, Muhammad Ali, and Colin Powell. Now, there was also a remix version that featured Alicia Keys and Eve. Starting off tonight is our soul sister, Angie Stone. And here is Sister Angie with Brother.
1: He's my king, he's my one, one Yes, he's my father, yes, he's my son I can talk to cause he understand Everything I go through and everything I am He's my support system, I can't live without him The best thing since sliced bread Is his kiss, his hugs, his lips, his touch And I just want the whole world to know about my life Brother, i love you and i'll never try to hurt you i want you to know that i'm here for you forever true cause you're my black brother strong brother and there is no one above you i want you to know that i'm here for you forever true He's misunderstood, some say that he's up to no good Around the neighborhood, well for your information A lot of my brothers got education Now check it, you got your Wall Street brother Your blue collar brother You're down for whatever, chilling on the corner brother Your talented brother And to every one of y'all behind bars You know that Angie loves you But my life. Brother, I love you I'll never try to I want you to know That I'm here for you Forever true Cause you're my Brother, strong brother There is no one above you I want you to know know That that I'm here for you Forever you. I'm I never want to I want to
2: American R&B artist Monica with her cover version of Angel of Mine. This song appeared on her second studio album, The Boy Is Mine, which was released in 1998. Now, at the request of Clive Davis with Arista Records, the lyrics to this version were slightly altered for Monica was praised for doing such an incredible job with the song. And it was noted that she had a really big voice for someone who was so young at the time that she sang the song, right? Now, this song, whether you guys knew this or not, was originally recorded by British R&B group, uh, girl group, Eternal. And I have to say, Village, I did have the opportunity to listen to the original, and it is definitely recognizable. But in my humble opinion, I think that my girl Monica knocked it out the park. Well, Village, you know me. I like to take a little bit of time to talk about some things, whether it be about current events, entertainment, or something that's just on my mind. So why don't we get into my segment called, Let's Talk About It. Well, 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 beautiful people. It looks like Janet Jackson is going to have a two-night documentary, which will air on both Lifetime and A&E, this coming Friday, January 28th, and Saturday, January 29th, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, the four-hour event is in celebration of the 40th anniversary of Janet's first album, Janet Jackson, released in 1982 right so this is promising to have full unprecedented access to the global icon and it's an intimate honest and unfiltered look at her untold story producers worker b Bee have been filming the incredible documentary for over three years now and they were granted exclusive access to archival footage and janet's never before seen home videos, along with star-studded interviews. I cannot wait. Now, this will be the definitive story on Jenna Jackson, right? She is one of the best-selling and highest-earning, excuse me, highest-earning artists in music history, right? And she has enjoyed immense levels of success. She has, of course, as we all know, experienced incredible tragedy and endured a tumultuous private life in the face of extraordinary public scrutiny. So with no stone left unturned, honey, mm, Janet is going to lift the lid on her private life for the very first time. She's going to reveal some of her most intimate moments that were ever even caught on camera. You know, I was thinking about this when I first heard about it. Actually, I think it was like last year. And I thought to myself that everything that we have, you know, as a public come to know about the Jacksons has really kind of been through one perspective, if you will, and that was from Michael Jackson's perspective, right? Um, And I thought about this family, this musically talented family, all of them sing, all of them have had, you know... Um, well, you know some bigger success than others, but still, even when you think about like Rebe Jackson, she had "Centipede." Latoya had a couple of songs, and she and her sisters were background singers for Michael on the song uh, "Pyt." Latoya appeared in his uh, video with uh, Paul McCartney, "Say Say Say." So. You you have that, and then of course you know the success of the Jackson Five and how they came to be, and we know they're from Gary, Indiana, and we know that their father Joseph, you know, Mr. Jackson was very very strict, and they were Jehovah's Witnesses. So we know all of these things, and it's really coming from um, his perspective, and of course even in remembrance of him, you know, a lot of the things that he talked about uh, were validated and confirmed by his siblings. But it made me think that when you have, you know, children in a family, um, everybody would have a different perspective, right? I mean, the same things can happen, you know, to everybody. Life happens to every one of those children. But their perception of it, their perspective, their feelings about it could all be very, very different. And so not that any one perspective or feeling about something is wrong, but it's just a, the acknowledgement that people may have experienced it differently. So I think that this will be very, very interesting to hear her point of view. We all remember how she, you know, wanted to gain her independence even with her album Control and sort of like the struggle between, you know, she and her father as far as that's concerned. So I can only imagine what we are about to see. But, honey, Village, I am very much looking forward to seeing this and hopefully you all will get a chance to see it as well. Village, here is a little Black history lesson for you. Now, since we have stated numerous times that Black history does not have to be regulated to the month of February and that Black history is 365, well, then here goes. He has been referred to as the Jackie Robinson of the National Hockey League. Willie O'Ree was a Canadian former professional ice hockey player known for being the first Black player in the National Hockey League. And speaking of Jackie Robinson, Willie Oree has stated that he actually met him once when he was younger. Now, Mr. Oree was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in November of 2018. And also in that same year, the NHL instituted the annual Willie Oree Community Hero Award in his honor To recognize the individual who has worked to make a positive impact on its community, culture, or society to make people better through hockey. All right now. Now, midway through his second minor league season with the Quebec Aces, O'Ree was called up to the Boston Bruins of the NHL. And he was called to replace an injured player. Now get this, two years earlier, he had been blinded when he was hit in his right eye by an errant punk, a puck, excuse me, not a punk, a puck, (laughs) but he was hit in his right eye and he was actually blinded, right? And, you know, in all actuality, it would have kept him from being able to play in the NHL. And if the Bruins had ever known, then he wouldn't have. But... He managed to keep it a secret and made his NHL debut with the Bruins on January 18, 1958 against the Montreal Canadiens, again becoming the first black player in league history. He played two games that year with Don McKinney and right wing Jerry Tapazzini as his line mates. He played 43 games for the Bruins during the 1960-61 Season, right? Now, he talked about an incident that occurred during a game from that same season against the Chicago Blackhawks at Chicago Stadium. He claims that he was called racist names by several of the Blackhawk players. During the game, Eric Nestorenko butt ended Oree, knocking out his two front teeth as well as breaking his nose. Now, he responded by hitting him over the head with his stick, which he claims almost created a riot. He said the fans called him racist names and that the Blackhawk players were threatening to kill him and that he was lucky to get out of the arena alive. After playing these 43 games for the Bruins, um, he was then traded to the Montreal Canadiens and he claimed that the Canadiens were run by racists that he wasn't even invited to try out for the team so he scored four goals he had 10 assists in his whole career and that of course all took place in 1961. now are noted that racist remarks were much worse toward him in the u.s rather than like for instance toronto and montreal which were the two canadian cities that hosted NHL teams at the time he said fans would yell go back to the south and how come you're not picking cotton see we always have to remember there is no differentiation between whether you're Canadian or American or if you're Caribbean or if you're African most racists only see the color of your skin Okay. And every once in a while, there's like a wake up call, such as that one, to remind you of that. But he says things like that didn't even bother me. I just wanted to be a hockey player. And if they couldn't accept that fact, well, that was their problem, not mine. What an attitude, right? Now, when we talk about his impact, on hockey right after his stint in the nhl there were no other black players right until another canadian player came along whose name was mike marson and he was drafted by the washington capitals in 1974. There were 23 black players in the hockey league uh, as of the mid 2010s. And you know, what's so funny is, you know, every time um, (laughs) you're watching the news and, uh, you know, they're talking about all the sports and they bring up hockey for us here in New York. You know, it's the the Islanders and the Rangers and of course, you know, New Jersey, the Devils and all that. You know, I always find myself actually looking to see, like, do I see black people in the sport? Like, do we play this? You know, you hear about all the fights that take place. I'm like, do we get in here? Apparently we are there. And so Art Dorrington, who was the first black player to sign a contract in 1950 with the New York Rangers organization, um, he was the first to do that. And I'm like, really? But he never played beyond the minor league level now nhl players are required to enroll in a preseason diversity training seminar and racially based verbal abuse is punished through suspensions and fines i guess apparently you can't just come up out the mouth saying derogatory and racist things without coming up out the pocket and perhaps sitting down somewhere until you learn how to behave huh now from 1998 on Oree has been the National Hockey League's diversity ambassador, traveling across North America to schools and hockey programs to promote messages of inclusion, dedication, and confidence. I love that his love of the game was not deterred by the racist behavior that he encountered. And instead, he looked beyond all of that and made the game of hockey a better place, if you will, for the players of color who came after him. And he stayed around to ensure that it would be a sport where there would be equity and respect for all players. He was inducted into the New Brunswick Sports Hall of Fame in 1984. Thank you, Mr. O'Ree, for everything that you've done to improve our place in the world of hockey. Well, beautiful people, in the spirit of Mental Wellness Month, I thought that it would be important to talk about coping skills. Given all that's going on around us, learning how to cope with life's difficulties can be very helpful. And one of the biggest things that we deal with in our lives is stress. Remember, I was talking about stress last week. And, um, you know, again, I say that if stress is not managed properly, it can kill you, right? So what are coping skills exactly? Well, they are an adaptation to environmental stress that is based on conscious or unconscious choice that enhances control over behavior or gives psychological comfort, right? So basically it's kind of like a way for us to Um, navigate through some of the choppier waters that we experience in life but you know you're kind of doing it in a healthier way you know it could be breathing something as simple as just learning how to breathe Um, you know I've mentioned on the show maybe a few weeks ago I was talking about mindfulness So all of these are different you know techniques that could help to reduce our stress but I did come up with a list and simple ways Uh, for us to cope with stress. And of course, you know, these are just suggestions. Obviously, if you've had an opportunity to um, think about something, or if there is something that you do that you find works for you, then (laughs) bravo to you. So be it, continue doing that, right? So here it goes. One of the first things that we need to learn how to do, Village, is to rebalance our work and our home life, right? I think that in life, one of the things that we have to remember is the importance of balance. Too much of anything is not good, right? You know how they used to say, you know, all work and no play makes such and such a dull boy, a dull girl. Well, that's true. And and what they were looking at is encouraging people to find the balance. When you think about our 24 hour day, right? You know, pretty much depending on what it is that you do for a living. uh, If you work outside the home, usually it's what eight to 10 hours that maybe you might be spending at work, right? And then you know, your your day is kind of chopped up into other pieces, whether it's, um, You know, that you might go to the gym or you might have to go to one of your children's activities or, you know, something like that. You belong to some kind of a club or what have you. But our our day is divvied up. And then, you know, to constantly encourage sleep. So sleep factors in there as well. So finding balance is a very important thing for us to do. You've got to, you know, go out there and work and do what you got to do, but also recognize that you have a life outside of work and you should also be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, right? And in that day, build in some time for some regular exercise. Again, whether you go to the gym Or whether you're like me and you find your workout team online, or if you go out and walk in nature, moving your body is a great thing to do. Uh, It, you know, lights up those endorphins, those feel good chemicals in your brain um, that not only help you to feel good, but eventually start to look good. You know, you're taking care of your mental health, you're taking care of your physical health, heck, your emotional health, all of it is intertwined. So find some time to build some regular exercise into your day. Eat well and limit your alcohol and your stimulant consumption. Once again, too much of anything is not good. If you're overeating, if you're drinking too much, And if you're partaking in some things that you know could be harmful to you in excess, you have to be able to look at all of those things and find the balance so that you're healthy, you know, you're feeling healthy. Connecting with supportive people. Yes. Now you know the world, you know, there's gonna be haters and haters gonna hate, right? Haters are gonna hate. Let them hate, but you do not have to permit them into your circle right you have control over who you associate with and if you're around people who are toxic involved with toxic situations doing toxic things they need not apply right they can just leave their application at the door and you know they don't need to call you you'll call them should you decide but think about who is in your circle who is in your corner you want to have people who are like-minded individuals, you know, everybody uh, is looking to grow, everybody is looking to, you know, level up, step up to the next level, uh, to, to to do better, to contribute, you know, to their community or, you know, perhaps a project they're working on, um, but they want to evolve and continue to grow. Those are the kind of people that you want to be around because then When you're looking to do that instead of having people who have that crab in a barrel mentality more than likely they're going to be cheering you on and supporting you in what it is that you want to do and that's what you need so surround yourself with supportive people about carving out some time for a hobby maybe you collect i don't know pins stamps antique cars Um, maybe you like to crochet, uh, whatever it is, let it be something that brings you pleasure and that you find to be relaxing to you. It don't matter what nobody else thinks, whether they're doing it or not, you know, you want to join a book club, go ahead and read that book and talk about it. All right. Cause I'm sure there's plenty of themes that you can probably, uh, you know, um, you can probably relate to in your own life, right? I used to be part of a book club. I thought it was a lot fun. If I could find another one, I would be a part of it now because I have plenty of books to read. So whatever it is, make some time for you to do what it is that you enjoy. Also, do things like maybe think about practicing meditation, Um, some form of stress reduction or yoga. Now, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm not necessarily a yoga gal. I'm not. But I am heavy on learning how to meditate. And I started doing it probably the middle of last year, but I was kind of like inconsistent with it. But now, ladies and gentlemen, I meditate like every single day. And it's wonderful. I have this Healthy Mind app on my phone. And it goes through these different exercises each day before I actually get into a practice of meditation. And let me tell you, like, for instance, this morning I was meditating. I was so comfortable. I could have just laid back down and gone back to sleep. But, you know, a girl got work to do. So I couldn't do that. But that's how relaxed I was. So find stuff like that for yourself uh, to help reduce your stress level. And you're going to see how beneficial it is. And understand this too. Um, The practice of meditation or yoga or whatever it is that you're looking for, it doesn't happen overnight, right? It is a practice. It is a process. And you have to be intentional about wanting to do better for yourself, wanting to be better, wanting to feel better, right? You have to make a decision and a commitment to do that. So it takes time. And anything worth it is worth the wait, isn't it? Okay, here we go. Let's talk about sleep. Let's talk about sleep. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I suffer from depression and anxiety. And there are times when I kind of go through, you know, a period of insomnia. So it might be a couple of nights where I can't sleep. Literally, don't sleep, up all night, working, work into the morning, continue going throughout the day, you know, and maybe might get a cat nap in, but for the most part, um, having trouble sleeping. And a lot of times, you know, my mind is just racing, racing, racing. And so this particularly happened like before I was more consistent with meditation and even my exercise. Now that I'm on point with both of them in terms of, you know, being um, committed to doing them five days a week. I'm finding that I am having less issues with you know, being able to go to sleep. Now it's about trying to stay awake, okay? But sleep is important, all right? It is restorative. And this is when our body is at rest so it can do what it does, all right? And getting us ready for the next day. So as best you can, try not to rob yourself of, of that process, right? that your body can work for you the next day um for all you pet lovers out there whether it's dogs or cats fish parakeet whatever it is bond with your babies okay your fur babies bond with them okay love on them and let them love on you that is also something that does have a tendency to work it is a great coping skill as well and our pets you know they know us they feel us our energy and all of that so yeah um love on them okay if you're able to and I understand that we're in the midst of a pandemic so this might be a little bit you know difficult um perhaps you know you might not have all your coins in the bank but if you can take a vacation and guess what you don't have to jump on JetBlue how about You get into a car, or you get on a bus, or if if you can get a train ticket, something where you can go, you know, a few hours away from where you live and experience a different area, a a different neighborhood, you know, see what it's all about maybe before you go. We have all this information at our fingertips. You know, you wanna come up here, up up into the Hudson Valley? There's plenty to do. I know y'all think that New York City is all there is to New York. Wrong. I love New York City too. It is our crown jewel, but there's a whole state to the state of New York and all of us are New Yorkers born and raised. And there's about 19 and a half million of us that exist in this state. You'd be surprised at the gems that you would find if you would just come up out of the five boroughs and take a little trip upstate and see what's happening with fresh air and space and really friendly people. (laughs) So do stuff like that for yourself, right? And then if all else, I don't want to say fails, but if you're still having difficulty finding what works for you, perhaps then it would be best for you to seek the guidance of a counselor, a coach, or a therapist. Now, let me tell y'all something. A lot of people are like, oh my God, I don't want to go see a therapist. uh -uh." Let me tell you something. You have to go into therapy, if that's what you choose to do, with the right frame of mind. If you think that you're going into therapy to be with a person that has all the answers for you, you will be disappointed and let down every single time. That is not what therapy is about. It's not what coaching is about. It's not what a counselor does. These are individuals who, first of all, yes, it is important for you to find someone that you can kick it with, that you can vibe with, right? That you feel comfortable you know, talking to. But these are trained professionals who are there to help you navigate through your stuff, okay? These are trained professionals who are giving you the tools so that you can do the work, so that you can talk about the things that are perhaps swirling around in your mind, that's laying heavy on your chest and so they act as a sounding board right they are a person that is not um connected to anything that's going on in your life so you don't have to worry about whether or not you're hurting their feelings and all of these kinds of things but they can help you to get those feelings out get your thoughts organized and give you some helpful tools um as to how you can i don't know um work things through. If you have broken relationships or if you are, you know, dealing with a traumatic experience, they're there to help you figure it out, to be a guide, not to give you all the answers because it's really important that you come up with the answers, right? It's really important that you have an understanding, a better understanding. And if they can clear away the cobwebs so that they can hold space for you, in order to have that self-discovery, that's what therapy is about, ladies and gentlemen, all right? So as I said, these are just recommendations only. It is important that we learn how to reduce the level of stress in our lives, right? Chronic stress can cause serious illness, even death, if it's not managed properly. So think of ways that you can relax and alleviate the stress In your life. Okay? Here's to Brighter Days. This next song is by this vocal trio from their debut album, It's About Time, released in 1992. It was written and produced by Brian Alexander Morgan, who composed the lyrics based on a young person falling in love for the very first time. Now, originally, Morgan wrote the song for Charlie Wilson, but he later decided to give the song to this group instead. Now, Village, I love Uncle Charlie too, but I think that the right decision was made, right? Now, apparently, though, the lead vocalist did not like this song and gave some attitude during the recording session. Hmm, I wonder what she's thinking now. It topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for two weeks in July of 93, ending the two-month-long reign of Queen Janet Jackson herself with That's the Way Love Goes. It sold over one million copies domestically and was awarded a platinum certification from the Recording Industry Association of America. Here's Sisters with Voices, better known as S. W-U-D with their song, Weak. My uh-huh. Now, this song is from her third studio album, As I Am, released in 2007. It topped the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 for five consecutive weeks and also went number one in Croatia, Hungary, and Switzerland. Okay, then. It was also a top 10 hit in 18 additional countries. It's a bad mamma jamma. Now, this song was the third biggest hit of 2008 in Brazil and the U.S., and it was the most listened to song on U.S. radio with over three million listeners. It was also the sixth biggest hit of the decade in the U.S., and it was certified seven times platinum here in the U.S. It also won Best Female r and Vocal Performance and Best r and Song at the 50th Grammy Awards. Now, Here's a queen that knows a little something about concrete jungles. It's Miss Alicia Keys with no one. And when we come back, I will get into today's topic. my fellas to all my kings out there, this episode is for you. Now, in recognizing all that you deal with on a daily basis, I realize that you wear many different hats. And I also know that in all the roles that you play, paying attention to your health in all its forms is not necessarily something that you all are likely to do without some helpful encouragement, of course. Now, there are forces in this world that are designed to take you down because you have enviable power, strength, and perseverance that drives you to fight on, even when it seems like there are nothing but obstacles in your path. You men are socialized to believe that you're not supposed to show weakness in expressing your emotions or your pain. And I want you all to know that it is absolutely incorrect for that thought to be out there, because you are human beings and you were created with feelings and emotions. So it would only stand to reason that sometimes you may be, I don't know, afraid. Sometimes you might feel like you might wanna shed a tear or two, right? I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with any of that. You fight battles that we cannot, as women even begin to imagine, So that you can make your place in this world. And in the midst of dealing with all that this world has thrust upon you, you may not always be paying attention to the way that you're feeling, you know, because once again, you were taught that men don't have feelings, or at least that they're not supposed to show or express them. You don't even understand how, what this world has dished out and continues to do impacts you. And you are most certainly not thinking about your health and wellness. Your health and wellness matters just as much as anything else that you are doing. Just to survive in this sometimes cold, calculating, and cruel world, not to say that those are the only characteristics that are represented when when we're thinking about this world, but we know that there are some out there who experience those very things way more than others. You dig? So today... I would like to talk with you guys about the 10 top health concerns for men. Now I'm gonna go ahead and offer a similar disclaimer as I did with my queens last week. All of the health conditions that I will be talking about affect every man, but to all my African American kings out there, you are impacted at disproportionate rates And as an African-American queen, naturally, my focus is on bringing awareness so that you can take better care of yourselves, because we need you. We need you to be healthy and fit. Husbands, partners, sons, brothers, fathers, and leaders. Amen. I mean, absolutely no disrespect with what I'm about to say, but you are not invincible okay i'ma say it again you are not invincible if you take care if you take better care of your car or your favorite gadget than you do your body as ridiculous as that is you aren't alone right according to the men's health network a lack of awareness weak health education and unhealthy work and personal lifestyles have caused a steady deterioration of the well-being of American men. So as I said, I'll talk to you about these top 10 conditions so that you understand what we are concerned about. And, you know, hopefully you're paying attention and always you can, you know, do your own research like I always like to encourage. So first up is heart health. Heart disease, it comes in many forms, kings. All of its forms can lead to serious fatal complications if undetected. The American Heart Association states that more than one in three adult men have some form of cardiovascular disease. And listen up, African American men account for 100,000 more cardiovascular disease deaths than Caucasian men. Okay? Stroke. It targets more than 3 million men. High blood pressure is common in males under the age of 45. Fellas, are you listening? This is not something that only impacts the OGs. Okay? This is not just for your grandfather or for your father. We're talking about under the age of 45. Five, all right? And that's um, according to the American Heart Association. So, what they're recommending is that you have routine checkups so that you can make sure that you keep that heart beating, right? Your doctor is able to calculate your risk for cardiovascular disease based on several risk factors, including your cholesterol, your blood pressure, and your smoking habits, okay? Up next, COPD and other respiratory diseases. Now, many respiratory diseases start with an innocent smoker's cough, as they call it. And over time, that cough can lead to life-threatening conditions, such as lung cancer, emphysema, or COPD. All of these conditions interfere with your ability to breathe. That's really significant. And quite frankly, I have to say, I did not know that this was such an issue for men, but apparently it is. According to the American Lung Association, each year more men are diagnosed with and develop lung cancer than in years past. Listen up. African-American men have a higher risk of dying from the disease compared to other racial or ethnic groups, you heard me, my African-American kings, more than any other group of men, no matter what their background is, you have the highest risk of dying from this disease. Okay. Now, while exposure to occupational hazards like um, asbestos increases your risk, smoking, still remains the leading cause of lung cancer. So I'm a former smoker. I am, but I haven't smoked in like five years. And so I know what it is, you know, to be a smoker. um, And I feel so much better that I don't. So if you're still smoking, they say like after 30 years, yeah, that's, you know, that's something that you might wanna get checked on. And they do say that a low dose CT scan may be prudent to screen for lung cancer. if you have been smoking for more than 30 years, perhaps you need to get a low-dose CT scan to take a look to see what's going on with your lungs, okay? Alcohol. Is it our friend or is it a foe? Now, at first, it might seem like it's your friend, your buddy, old pal, but... According to the Centers for Disease Control, men face higher rates of alcohol-related deaths and hospitalizations than women do. Men, apparently y'all are binge drinking and you're doing it twice as much as a woman does. And you are also prone to increased aggression and sexual assault against us. Okay, so like, you know, we can have your behavior in <clears throat> consuming alcohol impact your health, but we also can have your behavior impacting ours. You picking up what I'm putting down? Okay. Alcohol consumption increases your risk for cancer of the mouth, the throat, esophagus, liver, and colon. Alcohol, it also interferes with testicular function, and hormone production. So this can result in impotence and infertility. According to the CDC, men are more likely than women to commit suicide. And to that point, yes, that's true. Men are more likely to commit suicide while women are more likely to attempt it. So that's a very important um, distinction, right? They are also more likely to have been drinking prior to dying by suicide. Okay? So that's really important for you guys to kind of take in and absorb. Now, when it comes to depression and suicide, researchers at the National Institute of Mental Health, they estimate that at least 6 million men suffer from depressive disorders, including suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation annually, right? Now, here are some ways that they suggest you can combat depression. Again, getting regular exercise in, you know, even just going for a routine walk around your neighborhood is something that can be very helpful to you. Journaling or writing down your thoughts. Now, you might be like, what? I don't, Dear diary, like I don't, (laughs) I don't do that. And you know what guys, I get you. I feel you, but check this out. If you have stuff going on in your life and you have feelings about things that have either happened in your past or that might be happening now, one of the best things I promise you that you can do is to get it out of your head and get it off your chest. And if by either writing it down Or, you know, being on your phone and maybe you have a separate section for notes or whatever where you can just write things out, you know, where you don't have to worry about how it's said, whether you want to curse, whatever it is, but getting it out of your head and off of your chest is a remarkable release and relief. It is not good to hold in your feelings, Okay, to have them all pent up so that the next thing you know, you're like a pressure cooker getting ready to explode. That's not good for you, and it's not good for anyone who is around you. So, you know, if journaling is not your thing, consider something that you can do to get it out. Um, perhaps you have a friend, you know, your dude, your partner, your homeboy, your, your what have you, your brother that you can sit and talk to who will listen without judgment um and and i know that sometimes we think that the only friends that we have are the ones that yes us to death and tell us everything that we want to hear not necessarily though sometimes you need to have that person who will tell you as it ti is you understand me sometimes Somebody might need to pull your coat to something to help you to see a situation in a way that you might not be seeing clearly. Now, that person is just as much of a friend as anybody else. So find a healthy release, fellas, so that you're not holding those feelings in because it's really important, right? And that just goes right on into communicating openly with your family, with your friends, You know, even if you're struggling with something right now, you may not know exactly what it is, you know, but at least to communicate in such a way so that people can at least hold space for you and allow you the opportunity to work through those things. I think that's really important. Okay. And always, always, always think about consider getting professional help. Mental health professionals are trained to sit down with you and to help you navigate those choppy those choppy waters, um, whether it's, um, you know, traumatic experiences that you've had to deal with or if you're having difficulties and frustrations right now and you just need to figure things out, that's what they're there for. So do your research because I've mentioned on the show before, you know, you can look for culturally sensitive, uh, culturally competent, You can look for cultural humility. You can look for cultural responsiveness in terms of the therapist and their approach. Okay. Now, if they're not, you know, the same, you know, race as you or same ethnicity, you know, it can be really difficult to be competent in someone else's race or culture. However, if you, you know, are practicing cultural humility, you know that you might not know everything there is to know, but you're making a commitment to dedicate your practice to sort of like getting down, you know, um, and rolling up your sleeves and really getting to the heart of the matter. If this is a person who is of a different race or cultural background than you, and still cultural responsiveness, understanding the sensitivity that one must have and, and knowing that Although you may not face certain challenges in your personal life, particularly the ones that have um, put you at a disadvantage, that you can still have the compassion and empathy for someone who is experiencing that. And um, again, hold space for them to be able to figure things out, okay? So here are some guidelines for suicide prevention, right? If you think that someone or if you yourself or are at immediate risk for self-harm or the potential to hurt someone else call 911 or your local emergency number and i want to talk to you a little bit a little bit more about 911 in a moment now if you're with that person who is experiencing what i like to call a crisis you know to be specific um, then stay with that person until help arrives don't leave them right Remove any guns, knives, medications, or other things that can cause harm to the individual or to someone else. And please, 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 especially ladies, if it's you, listen, 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 listen. This is not the time to judge. It's not the time to argue or threaten or yell, okay? If if you're with somebody who's in crisis, be there for them right if you think that someone is considering suicide you can get help all right you can call the national suicide prevention lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 and i'll mention all of this again to you a little bit later right so i want you to kind of like consider those things next up is unintentional injuries and accidents now the cdc lists unintentional injury as a leading cause of death for men and this was according to like a 2006 study but i think that it's something that we might still have to like think about in 2022 this includes accidental drowning traumatic brain injuries and firework related mishaps you know something similar to like bay PP, a former new york giant but he's doing well i think he's over there with tampa Okay, don't get me started on Tampa. But anyway, he's over there with Tampa and he's an example of such a mishap. So we know that it can happen, right? Another thing, motor vehicle death rates for male drivers and passengers between the ages of 15 to 19 were almost twice that of females in the same study, right? Male workers, they incurred 92% of over 5,000 total reported fatal occupational injuries. So we have to definitely remember, fellas, safety first. If you're supposed to have your goggles on, you're doing some kind of work, put your goggles on. You know, if you have to have, you know, gloves on, put your gloves on, your boots, your hazard suit, whatever it is, do it, please. We need you. Next, liver disease. Your liver It's the size of a football. I don't even know if I knew that. It's the size of a football and it helps you to digest food and absorb nutrients. It also rids your body of toxic substances. Liver disease includes conditions such as cirrhosis, viral hepatitis, autoimmune or genetic liver diseases, bile duct cancer, liver cancer an alcoholic liver disease. Well, dang, what doesn't it do, huh? According to the American Cancer Society, alcohol and tobacco, the use of them increases your chance of developing liver disease. Also, fellas, diabetes, right? If left untreated, diabetes can lead to nerve and kidney damage, heart disease and stroke, and even vision problems or blindness. Men with diabetes face a risk of lower testosterone levels and sexual impotence. This can lead to increased depression or anxiety. I worked with someone some years ago and it had been um, the closest I had been to someone who had suffered the impact of having diabetes strapping dude, tall, probably like six, four, six, five ladies. He was fine. But he had diabetes. And unfortunately, he had already dealt with amputation. Okay. I won't be specific because that's his business. But my point about it was it was so sad for me to see this man. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't even know anything was happening. But he was battling this disease. And it was unfortunately because of unhealthy eating habits and behavior so we want to make sure that you know you're taking care of yourself men ladies if you have someone that you know you're watching over and men let her okay because it's important I think especially if you are one half of a couple a partnership what have you this is what we do we got to look out for one another because we need each other for different reasons right now the American Diabetes Association They celebrate today's quote unquote modern man as someone who is more aware of his blood sugar health. The ADA recommends that men get out, get active, and get informed. Now, the best way to control your diabetes is to eat healthy and exercise. Now, if you have a family history of diabetes, it is important to see your doctor to have periodic screenings for diabetes. I don't know if you remember last week, I talked about. Having an awareness of your family medical history, your genetics, the things that you know you're predisposed to, right? In my family, it's rheumatoid arthritis, it's um, osteosporosis. Those are some of the things I know about in my family. And so, therefore, I have to be mindful of it when I start to feel the effects of it, whether it's in your knees or your ankles or your wrists or what have you. You have an understanding of what's going on. And I've had the opportunity, as I said last week, to see the impact of these types of arthritis on my family members, right? So it's important, fellas, for you too to know your family history. Next, influenza and pneumonia, all right? Influenza and pneumococcal infection are two leading health risks for men. Now this, I certainly didn't know, but I guess when you're talking about like COPD and all the breathing and respiratory issues, I guess it would stand to reason, but men who have compromised immune systems, again, due to COPD, excuse me, diabetes, congestive heart failure, sickle cell anemia, AIDS, or cancer, right? Anybody in those categories we're more susceptible to these illnesses though so men are about 25% more likely to die from these diseases than women according to the American Lung Association so to prevent against influenza and pneumonia the American Lung Association recommends vaccination and i know that we're we're at a time right now where vaccination for some people is very difficult right There's a great deal of hesitancy in terms of, you know, the comfort level that people feel as far as vaccination is concerned. And I've always said that, you know, it is your personal choice. It really, really is. But all I ask is that at least if you're making these choices, that they are based on um, education, on research. Make sure that you have you know the the best information possible because this after all is your life we're talking about right so i don't think you should really want to be all willy-nilly when it comes to your life and remember that the choices that you make good or bad they don't just impact you but they impact all the people around you so if you are a husband If you are a significant other, if you are a father, a son, a brother, a cousin, uncle, whatever your role is, understand that you're attached to other people who love and care about you, King. So it's the reason why I'm doing this, because I want to make sure that my people out there understand the significance of their health. We want to get to a point where we're not simply reactive, but we are proactive and we are doing things, you know, for prevention. Okay. So that's why we're talking about another thing which I found this interesting that um, this was for you guys to be concerned about and that is skin cancer. Right? I was I was thinking that this would be something for the ladies because you know everybody's always laying out in the sun and you might not have the right protection while you're doing so. But According to the Skin Cancer Foundation, two thirds of melanoma deaths in 2013 were men. This is more than twice the rate of women. 60% of all melanoma deaths were white men at that, and they were all over the age of 50. Okay. So you can help protect against skin cancer by wearing long sleeves and pants, hats with wide rims, sunglasses, and sunscreen when you're outdoors. You can also lower your risk of skin cancer by avoiding exposure to UV light sources, such as tanning beds or sunlamps. All right, fellas. HIV and AIDS men who are infected with HIV may not even realize it as initial symptoms may mimic a cold or a flu. Now, as of 2010, men account for 76% of people infected with HIV, and that's according to the CDC. They also go on to state that men who have sex with men account for most new and existing HIV infections. Listen up, African-American men have the highest rate of new HIV infection among all men. All right. So again, we're sitting here, we're talking about becoming proactive kings. You now have been told about the top 10 health risks that affect men. The next step is to change your habits and become proactive. About your health, because as I mentioned earlier, we need you. Who are we? Your families, your friends, your communities, this world. That is the we that I'm referring to. Okay? Addressing your health can be scary, but avoiding it altogether, fellas, can be deadly. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Now, the many organizations that were cited today. Offer information, resources, and support if you are experiencing any symptoms, feel you may have a condition, or if you just want to get a checkup. As promised, here are some additional numbers for you in case you or someone that you know is in need of them. Now, we talked about calling 911 or your local emergency number, right? Now, here's what I had to say about 911. All right, police officers, they're trained to deal with issues of safety. So if they come into a situation where someone is in a mental health crisis, please note that they are not sufficiently trained to de escalate the crisis and that their main objection is to stop what they perceive as a threat. That is why I have mentioned to you all before, and I'll mention it again, that NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness, has been working to reimagine crisis and to provide a three-digit emergency number for anyone who is dealing with a mental health crisis. 988 is the three-digit code, which will be going live on July 16th of this year. Okay. So when calling 988, it is about deploying mobile crisis teams so that mental health professionals can assist in the escalating mental health crisis. And the person who's in need can be directed to resources that will help them. Now, the services from 988, I have to tell you, it depends on what your state has available. So wherever you live, look to see what your state is going to offer okay whether it's going to be that you can call the crisis line if you guys have mobile teams if there are resource centers you need to figure you know out what that is as far as what your state has opted for okay so the best thing to do is just to check to see um what resources are available now If you are with a person in crisis, stay with them until help arrives. Don't leave them, okay? Remove, again, any weapons, guns, knives, medications, anything that may cause harm to the individual or to anyone else. Listen, 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 listen. Don't judge, argue, threaten, or yell. It's not the time. It's not the time for I told you so's or what's wrong with you. Mm -mm. It's not the time for you to do any of that. And when I say listen, I don't mean hear what they're saying, okay? Because hearing is one of our five senses, but listening is a skill that is underdeveloped and we need to do better, all right? It's not about staying silent, simply waiting for your turn to speak. That's not listening, all right? It's tuning into what the person in crisis is saying, is doing, right? Pay attention to what they're not saying, their body language, are they looking you in the eye? And if so, what do you see? All right. So learn to listen so that we can all be better at giving effective support. Right now, the number for the mental health hotline is one 549 4266 And they can call and ask. You can call and ask about services. Right. That number is available 24 seven. You can also call the NAMI helpline at 1-800-950-6264. You can text HOME, H-O-M as in Mary E, to 741-741. And this is from anywhere in the U.S. And it's also available 24-7. So it's a crisis text line, okay, for any crisis. And a live train crisis counselor will receive the text and respond. Right, and usually from a secure online platform, the volunteer crisis counselor will help you move from a hot moment, hopefully to a cool moment. Okay, and again, if you or someone that you may know is thinking about harming themselves or others, call right now the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one 8255 eight two five five. It is available twenty four seven. And it's available in English and in Spanish, right? So if you're in emotional distress or in suicidal crisis, reach out and let them help you. It is free and it is confidential. All right? Here's the brighter days.
3: Out in my mind where you belong I'd go hungry, I'd go black and blue I'd go crawling down the avenue No, there's nothing that I wouldn't do To make you feel my love Knowing wild
4: and free You
3: ain't seen nothing like me yet I could make you happy Make your dreams come true Nothing that I wouldn't do Go to the ends of the earth To make you feel my love.
2: That was Make You Feel My Love by Adele. This was the only cover song on her debut album, 19. Now this song, it was actually written by Bob Dylan Okay. And many artists have covered this song. Adele says that she had never heard it before. So when her manager had asked her to listen to it, it was pretty defiant against it. But she finally gave in. She listened and said it really touched her. And she thought that it was a stunning song. And so she actually had to admit that it really summed up everything that she had been wanting to express in her songs. And I don't know about you, Village. But I believe that she just did that. All right, beautiful people. It's time for this week's inspirational story. And it's called The Power of Silence. The Power of Silence. Mm -hmm. Here's the story. Once a farmer lost his precious watch while working in his farm. It may have appeared as an ordinary watch to others, but held a deep sentimental value for him. Now after searching high and low among the hay for a long time, the farmer got exhausted. The tired farmer did not want to give up the search for his watch and requested a group of children playing outside the barn to help him find it. He promised an attractive reward for the person who could find his beloved watch. After hearing about the reward, the children hurried inside the barn and went through and around the entire sack of hay to find the watch. After a long time looking for a watch in the hay, some of the children got tired and gave up. Now, the number of children looking for the watch slowly but surely decreased, beautiful people, and only a few tired soldiers were left. (laughs) The farmer, he just gave up all hope to find the watch and he called off the search. Now, just when the farmer was closing the door to the barn, a little boy came up to him and requested that the farmer give him another chance. The farmer, he really didn't want to miss any chance of finding the watch, so he let the little boy in the barn. After a while, that little boy came out with the watch in his hand. Yes, the farmer was happily surprised and asked How did the boy succeed to find the watch when everyone else, including him, had failed? And the boy replied, I just sat there and tried listening to the ticking of the watch. In silence, he said, it was much easier to listen to it and direct the search in the direction of the sound. The farmer was delighted to get the watch and rewarded the little boy as promised a peaceful mind can think better than a worked up mind once in a while allow just a few minutes of silence into your mind and sometimes all you need to do is to just relax and listen okay now what is the moral of the story well it's quite simple ladies and gentlemen the quieter you become the more you can hear This song's lyrics explore feelings of longing from the point of view of an abandoned lover. In 1989, this Irish singer recorded a version of her second studio album, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got. It was released as the album's second single in early 1990 and it became a worldwide hit. This version of the song, that is. (laughs) Now, the singer co produced the record with Nellie Hooper, and its music video, which was directed by Don Mayberry, received heavy rotation on MTV. In December of 1990, Billboard named this song as the number one single of 1990, which was at its first Billboard Music Awards, originally written and composed by the purple one himself, Prince who released his own rendition of this iconic song in 1984. But here is Sinead O'Connor with an arrangement that she and her producer, Nellie Hooper, created, which became an international hit for her. Here's Nothing Compares to You. And if we're keeping it a buck, fellas, nothing does compare to you. That was Sade with No Ordinary Love. And I tell you, Village, that in fact, it had to be No Ordinary Love, right? For Woody Harrelson to allow his wife, played by Demi Moore, to spend one night with Robert Redford in the movie Indecent Proposal. Do y'all remember that movie? (laughs) That was the big question, fellas. Would you let your significant other be with someone else for $1 million. Well, Woody Harrelson thought that, you know, with all their financial woes and everything, he thought he could handle it, but it nearly drove him cray-cray, right? Now, the song received positive reviews from musical critics, and it was described as insistent and intimate, adding that it is evoking the desperation of trying to secure an elusive love People magazine viewed the song as a baby making slow jam that comes on like musical Viagra. That's quite the description. (laughs) And they said, even among other perfect songs, this one right here stands out. It's the longest song on any of her albums. And it's also one that you wish would last forever, but can't. You know, kind of like the love in the title. For this song, won a Grammy Award for Best R&B Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals in 1994. Well, kings and queens, it looks like we've come to the end of another show. I do hope, Kings, that the information provided in this episode this evening will be of help to you. Remember, it is always a good idea to do your own research, no matter what the topic is, especially if your life is involved. And remember, Kings, we need you. So get it together. Thank you so very much for tuning in this week, and I look forward to being with you all again. Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And be sure to follow Village Mentality on Instagram at villagementality.ckm, as in Mary, and on Facebook at Village Mentality the Podcast. You can also catch all episodes of Village Mentality on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, and Breaker. And again, there is a link to each episode on both Instagram and Facebook as well as the Awaken Lounge. You can find it at theawakenedloungecom backslash village hyphen mentality. And just remember that God has got me and he's got you too. Be blessed, beautiful people. And here's to brighter days.
0: So stale in the yeah. air, everybody's running scared. We used to be so carefree, we used to be so happy, used to have everything we need.
4: Yeah. Wow.